0: Well, what can Glenn Young can do next? And is he the next, you know, fresh face and shining star for Republicans? So at least for him, that's partly uh, what's at stake tonight. Oh, no, I was going to say I was going to say you were terrific, Blake. I'm going to be watching the entire show tonight. uh, My producer just said in my ear, we lost him. Never mind. So you fooled you fooled Joe in the booth. Sorry, Joe. We got to leave it. Have a good show. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Connor. We'll catch you tomorrow. And hello. Welcome to The Hill. It is Election Day in America. We are keeping our eye on some of the important races that could be a bellwether for the main show next year. Just down the road from our studio here, as you were just looking live, our Republicans are looking for a potential statement win in Virginia. In Mississippi, the incumbent governor there going up against the cousin of the rock and roll legend Elvis Presley. And in Ohio and elsewhere, the issue of abortion will be front and center. Plus, Donald Trump, not on any of the ballots today, but we are now learning what happened when one group tested ads to run against him. We'll explain why those ads got yanked. And should mom and dad d- dad's degree matter? That is for teenagers applying to college. How there is now a bipartisan push to change the college admissions process as we know it. Big day, big night. Thank you for being with us here on The Hill. I'm Blake Berman. Joined today by Ford O'Connell, a former Trump campaign surrogate. Ashley Davis is a former official in the George W. Bush White House. Dan Cannonan, former Obama campaign official. And Johanna Masca, former Obama official and News Nation contributor. The Hill on News Nation starts right now. So it is, of course, Election Day in America, voters across the country heading to the polls to nominate governors, state Supreme Court justices, and local officials in cities and states, small and large. You've probably heard the saying before, all politics is local. That assuredly will be no different tonight. But what we're seeing here in and around Washington can capture some of the national narrative. The commercials in this area right now are inescapable. And that's where we begin tonight, as we wanted to show you the issues that are framing the key races for the statehouse in Virginia. Turn on a TV. That's all you have to do. And it seems as if every Democrat in this area is trying to label Republicans like this. MAGA Republicans were one vote away from banning abortion in Virginia.
1: These measures would have placed
2: bans on abortions here in the Commonwealth.
3: One vote.
2: One bill sought to ban most abortions at conception.
3: Now, they want total
0: control to finish the job. MAGA Republicans can take away your rights, your freedoms, your security. One more vote. You see that all over the place. While Republicans are trying to paint a picture of Democrats like this.
1: Ever since she became a county prosecutor, they don't even bother pressing charges anymore. Plea deals left and right. Even violent criminals walk easy. Now, Perry's running for state senate? Not a worry in the world. Other than Juan Pablo Segura. He wins. It's game over for guys like me.
0: Hello. Happy election day <laughs> to, to all of you. Um, I thought it was instructive to show that because that's everywhere here yeah. in these races. Republicans according to Democrats, are MAGA extremists. Democrats, according to Republicans, are going to put the criminal uh, on your couch.
2: Well, they're liberal socialists. They're driving an agenda of, you know, trans uh, (laughs) whatever. It's it's so bad. This is so unhealthy. And I hate it. I hate that Democrats, I'm a Democrat, and I hate that we're talking about MAGA Republicans because they're our fellow Americans. And yet the problem is, and Dan, I know you know this (laughs) because you've looked at the polls, it works. It okay, so that's the, the politics faith, of it, right? And that's why they do it, and it's disgusting. Mm.
4: This is why I stopped watching TV. In oh, come on! You can't no, say that. I swear to God. <laughs> Except well, now for the I hill on News Nation, <laughs> of course. But no, seriously, this stuff is disgusting, and I on both sides. But crime is the number one issue that's pulling for Republicans, and abortion obviously is the number one issue. For Democrats.
0: Okay, so the, so Republicans here. Uh, let's start on the crime. Is, is that the
3: message to drive home? Absolutely. Right now, you're seeing it in Kentucky. You you basically talk about Biden's policies being soft on crime, not allowing parents to you know choose their children's education. That's what you're going to drive home. 2023. What we're seeing in Virginia and across the country today is a message test. For 2024. Democrats are going to say that all Republicans are a threat to democracy. They're going to say abortion, abortion, abortion. Republicans are going to say inflation and Biden's policies are driving this country to the ground. That's what you're going to hear for the next year. Does, on the Democratic yeah. side. Um, I, I know you're, you're
0: sort of, I don't know if you're involved in some of these races or you've been watching closely in Virginia and Kentucky, but um, when you see those commercials and sure. you're a Democrat, are you like, yep, that's exactly what we got to do, point for us? Well,
5: well look, at, at some point, look at what the electorate cares about and where Republicans are in this issue. I mean, two out of three Virginia voters want either no changes or stronger laws protecting reproductive rights. It's a very small minority that wants to go back in time, but the Republicans have wanted to do that, both at the net federal level and the state level look at mike johnson elected speaker just two weeks ago in louisiana he's cheering a bill that goes to no exceptions across the board that's what they want and i think it's very fair to communicate that to voters especially when that's driving it so you're saying it's very fair to lie
4: like
2: what you're saying you're lying but, but let's be what, what do you mean by be that because that's a big yeah, yeah what do best. i
3: mean by that okay take all the states Ohio's a great one because today ohio the test for what abortion should be in the state of ohio middle america Basically, Democrats are saying Republicans don't want to have any abortion, except the current law in Ohio is 22 weeks. That is not what is, which you guys Actually, are that's about. not you, what you guys are talking Yes, it is. Ask. It is 22 weeks. Yes, it is. It's 22 weeks. And you're going to then say we're going to try to take away contraception after that. There is no end to the fear-mongering that you guys are going to do on the issue of
2: abortion. We know that. There was a child who was raped who couldn't you see, get You're going to do that over an and over. No, see, no I'm, I'm not sure. doing it, Ford. Like, the truth is, the, uh, this is so short-sighted. All of this people going after each other with this, like, oh, you're doing this, oh, you're doing this, and you're all terrible people, and you're crazy liberals. It is so short-sighted because we are Americans. We need to live in the same society, and the majority of Americans don't want anybody in their bedroom.
0: All right. I want to bring in Scott Traynor, uh, the (laughs) Data Decision Science (laughs) Director at Decision Desk HQ. Hello, Scott. Happy Election Day uh, you've been listening to some of this. You've seen the exact same ads over and over and over again that I have.
1: Uh, what do you make of it? Well, like Joanna said, we wouldn't, they wouldn't be running it unless they worked, right? And we see this, especially in Virginia. Abortion is a key issue. Um, things like crime are a key issue, and it's a dogfight for the state, state Senate and House of Delegates. You know, Governor Youngkin's rumored to be, you know, staking a presidential campaign on it. So that's why they're rolling it out there. I find it interesting. Again, it's a common theme in this election. We look at Ohio issue one and two, also about abortion. Yeah. Those measures look to be um, passing. And obviously, abortion is going to be a big issue going into 2024. So it'll give us a little bit of hint to what that Senate race might be like. Um, Kentucky's a very close race. We've seen, you know, a lot of polls showing the Democratic Andy Bashir um, in, a, in a pretty good position to potentially win tonight, which says a lot considering Kentucky is is, is a heavily Republican state. They're, they're, we're, we're on pace for some upsets, and it's under the, uh, under the policy fights around abortion and, and crime, to be honest. So, so yeah, so look, there, there's races all over the place, right? Like probably
0: wherever you live, throw a you know a, a dart at the map, there might be a school board race there tonight. Um, what are what are you what what is the key race that Scott Trainers watching? <laughs>
1: The big one for me is the, these Virginia State House, um, I'm sorry, okay. State House of Delegates mm-hmm. and State Senate. That has been a big fight. Governor Youngkin's been trying to push that across. And if we look at it in these individual districts, it's a microcosm vote we're going to see nationally. There's a lot of um, uh, uh, fighting around policy around crime, policy around abortion, not so much about national mm-hmm. security. Um, but these, no, na- these domestic issues are going to be a big, big role in the presidential and the Senate and the House races next year as we, uh, as we debate that. And so how that plays out, especially in the suburbs, that's the other thing. These races that are going to decide um, both houses in Virginia are going to happen in the suburbs. That yeah. will tell us where some of these voters are going because that's really where the swing is right now.
0: Scott, hang by uh, across the country as Americans head to the polls. They will be faced directly and indirectly with the issue of abortion. In Ohio, they will be voting on whether to add abortion rights to the state's constitution. In Virginia, where abortion won't be on the ballot, uh, Virginia Senator Tim Kaine told me the other day, yesterday, here on this show, uh, that the issue still has real power. I asked the senator about whether the election in Virginia was a referendum on Glenn Youngkin or President Biden, and here's what he said.
5: It's sort of all of the above okay. and it all it all filters in people how they feeling about the nation how they feeling about president biden who won virginia by 10 points how they feeling about governor biden uh, governor youngkin but i do think bigger than the people it is issues i mean the, the choice issue is front and center um and it has been ever since the dobbs decision
0: all right um back to the panel Everybody, <laughs> because I'm a pro-choice it's...
4: Choice Republican, so I'm more level-headed. Uh, well, <laughs> <than you> are.
3: <laughs> so issue issue one, no, is voting Virginia. Issue
0: one in Ohio. Let, let's start with you then. <laughs> issue one in Ohio. Lay it out for what is it and lay it out for me as you see it.
4: I mean, I think it's going to be a really important issue. I do think, though, for Virginia to go first is Glenn's actually, or Governor Yunkin, has actually done a really good job of kind of splitting the baby on this. I mean, no pun intended. But he does have it to a certain number of weeks. I think it's 15 weeks or 16 weeks in Virginia, which is a little bit more palatable. But Republicans have a major issue, which is that they don't know how to talk about the issue. Abortion. They don't know how to talk about abortion.
0: So how would you talk
4: about it? Well, I think that... what Nikki did, and I'm sorry I'm bringing her up right now with you. I love how
0: you first name name drop. What Nikki, Nikki Haley, Glenn, Glenn <laughs> no, What Nikki Haley, sorry, sorry, go sorry. on, sorry.
4: No, but how she, first of all, I always say she's the only one on stage that's actually physically can have a baby. So she has a little bit more credibility than others. But I also think that she's saying this is not a federal issue anymore. This is up to the states, and, and that's what's happening in Ohio. And that's what we're going to see. So what if, do the people want?
0: Here's the reality. So there's a... a abortion in Ohio issue one is it's what's on the ballot there but when you look at where this issue has gone map of the United States abortion rights win since Roe versus Wade was overturned Montana Kansas Kentucky red 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 wins for pro's choice uh middle you know in the Midwest Michigan Ohio wins for pro-choice and then obviously uh more blue states like Vermont and California wins for pro-choice Pro-choice is on a winning streak it here. Is. is that what we're going to see in Ohio tonight? It is. And
2: look, the 15-week ban, the problem is there are a lot of people in the decision of the most important decision of one's life on whether you're going to welcome life into your life and take care of this life. And I don't know the circumstances in which people find themselves in, but my understanding is that most abortions take place in the first term. And the ones that are later could be because the fetus is not viable. There's complications in it. I don't know all All of those factors. And the question is, do we want to put them before a panel of people, including your legislators, to decide that? Or should that be a decision that's between the people involved in that pregnancy, their religious faith, and the people who are going to be part of that child's life? And I think it should be part of that child's life. I think that's what most Americans believe.
5: I I think the thing to watch tonight in Ohio, Mm -hmm. and then also Kentucky and Virginia, is the effect of this issue on the electorate. And I'll point out as a sort of context, in the special elections this past year, Democrats have outperformed the partisan lean by 11 points. That has been about Dobbs and abortion, mm-hmm. I think primarily. And let's see what happens here in Ohio. I'm, I'm thinking Ohio's going to go pretty heavily for the, for the, uh, the issue one uh, advocates to protect reproductive rights. The question there is, is it pull along other Democrats with that? Mm-hmm. Or is that issue separate from how they see the electorate? And then in Kentucky which is frankly not a very pro-choice place. That's a very conservative place. Yeah. And even Democratic strongholds in northern Kentucky around the Cincinnati suburbs are, are more pro-life than not. It'll be interesting how that plays out word in the want w- for Democrats. I want to give you a word, and then Scott Tranick.
3: Well, what's really interesting, though, in Kentucky is a, m- a month ago... Basically, Cameron was trailing Bashir by 16 points. Now, allegedly, he's up by one. And the difference was Republicans were able to overcome the abortion fear-mongering by talking about Biden's policies and how they've hurt Americans. So remember, Democrats think they have a winning uh, play here with abortion, but they have to watch it. And I think tonight in Ohio, if it's actually really close, that's going to be very good for the Republicans going forward from a messaging standpoint in terms of how to talk
0: about Scott it. Scott Traynor, what are you looking at in Ohio on this?
1: Uh I'm looking for probably a five or ten point win for issue one. Sorry to, sorry to the the left side of the panel over there. Listen to that, but I, I, I think what we're looking for is where it where it performs in the suburbs of Cincinnati, suburbs of Columbus, suburbs of Cleveland, because that's going to tell us what the Senate race looks like. Sherrod Brown's heading into a tough one um, uh, coming up next year, and that could be control of the Senate. But I you know I, I can't remember what guest just said it, but the partisan lean on these abortion. Uh, issues has been plus 11 on the Democrats. And so this will be a a proof point for the Democrats going into 2024 if this is an issue in which they can potentially win back the House on and hold the Senate. All right. Well, this
0: uh, isn't your average election for many reasons, especially in the governor's race in Mississippi. Elvis Presley's cousin, Brandon Presley, is running as a Democrat and challenging the Republican incumbent, the governor, Tate Reeves. And then there's Virginia, a race that has really gotten some attention. Susanna Gibson, who live-streamed sexual acts with her husband, is running for a competitive delegate seat. That race, along with some closely watched ones in Virginia, could decide the balance of power in that state. We'll end here with Virginia and that race, which is one of a kind. Um,
2: Can't wait to talk about
0: it. <laughs> um, what, what's going on in Mississippi here, as you see it, Ford?
3: <laughs> Look, I think Tate Reeves is going to win. You have to get up to 50% He's the incumbent governor, the Republican. I will say that he shouldn't have let it get this close, mm. but he's going to wind up winning most ha- How did it God. get this close? There was,
4: there he's were, not very popular. That's
3: the number really one was. thing. No, he, was, not, yeah. Republicans have had the governor's mansion for two decades in Tate Reeves after, you know, Haley Barber and Phil Bryant kind of <laughs> let down Mississippi state. There
2: was corruption and it's it's given an in for someone who's actually a pro-life Democrat. And the one thing that I appreciate in that, Ashley, is because you're saying you're a pro-choice Republican. There have been so few people who are, are saying they're a pro-choice Republican or a pro-life Democrat yeah. recently. It's become this really like a, a litmus test. And I think if you get back to that, that could actually be healthy for our society. But it'll be interesting to see whether he runs.
0: I want to show the uh, Associated Press headline, the story from today, from this morning on Election Day about the race in, in Virginia. Uh, the headline, one of Virginia's key election battlegrounds involves a candidate who endured sex scandal. Here's the Associated Press, quote, many political scientists wrote off Gibson's, Susanna Gibson's chances after The Washington Post reported in September about her participation in live stream sex. But Gibson, a nurse practitioner, refused to withdraw from the race and accused Republicans of dirty politics for exposing her
2: conduct. So she has been consistent on this. She got into the race for choice, and she has been consistent on that. Um, I didn't even know the site that evidently some people know and they well, go to. That's not, yeah, like a bigger thing We've with society. You watch the videos. Yes, Of course, of I course you watch she the video for it. That makes a lot of sense. She tips. didn't
3: endure a sex scandal. <laughs> she brought a sex scandal upon herself. Not only did she tape the whole thing, she also asked for tips. And last time I checked in her Virginia statue, That's solicitation and possibly prostitution. She's not being targeted. She created this problem herself. It wasn't like she put it behind a paywall. It wasn't like she put it out there and asked for money. But
4: I don't know if that's prostitution when it's your husband. Yeah,
3: when you're asking for tips during sex
4: acts, that's solicitation. So so here's. I just think it brings out people that are for her. I think it. Mm. I think that there's going to be her supporters, or even more that just don't like people. The folks in County, yeah, I don't. Think I mean, I, I want to get Dan in
5: here. Go. There's not Sorry. a lot of polling in these districts. Yeah. It's right. really mm. hard to know how this is playing out. But I will tell you, Republicans used this like illicit, illicit mailer that they sent to households in the district saying, "Don't open this unless you're over the age of 18." Yes. With with explicit images about her, this happening, if they didn't think that she could still win, they wouldn't be doing that.
0: Mm. Scott Traner, uh, well, Scott Traner, because' uh, last word. to you here.
1: Yeah, no, that's going to be a close race, despite all the scandal around it. We're actually looking for high turnout in that district um, coming up in a couple hours. <laughs> I don't know where it's going because, to go. Because of be this,
0: close. or just that's a district that, you, that normally has high turnout?
1: It's a district that has high turnout normally, but this, this race has gotten a lot of publicity because of that scandal, because of that huh. race. It's gotten a lot of money on both sides. It's going to be close. Scott Traner,
0: Decision Desk <laughs> HQ. Uh, thank you, sir. We'll catch up with you later in the week, as it is election night. In America. Well, there has never been a worse time, by the way, to think about buying a home, yet alone actually doing it and going forward with it. And now the Biden administration has some asks for the insurance companies. But there is pushback from Republicans. Why might that be the case? We'll explain. And the ads that were put together then yanked. Donald Trump, uh, they targeted him. They never made it past the focus group. Why was that the case? We'll show you one, and we'll get into it when The Hill on News Nation returns. All right, welcome back to The Hill. So there has never been a worse time to buy a home. Prices continue to climb, so do interest rates, and that's before you even get to homeowners insurance, which is through the roof in a lot of states, especially along the coast and in states that have suffered from wildfires. Well, now the Treasury Department is asking top insurance companies for detailed data from the last five years. They are hoping to, quote, identify regions that could lose coverage in the coming years and will assess, quote, the increasing impacts of climate change on household budgets. That's according to an article in Politico. However, the move does, of course, have its opponents, uh, including House Republicans and the insurance industry who basically are concerned about getting all this data. It would cost money. It funnels down. And then prices go up that's
3: that's the argument but is government going to solve this issue here Has government solved any issue over the last <laughs> 50 years absolutely not. this is should be solved on a state by state level in my home state. The home of Florida is the worst in the country on this, and if we do not solve this in the state house, we're going to have big problems. Our do you want?
4: I think it should be. But Ford I think Ford too. Ford. <laughs> like government doesn't solve. Problems. But I think be, I think you said an important <laughs> question. Of, well, two. Keep keep tying this to climate change. I love it because it just makes Republicans so mad, which will just hurt Biden. But I think that this should be a state issue, not a federal issue.
0: She says
5: keep. Cli- tying it to climate change. climate change. Well, I mean, look, there, there are two things here. There's the politics and the policy. Uh, on the policy, it's unequivocally true that climate adaptation is important. People should be dealing with this when they <clears throat> think about home costs, prices, how, they, how the insurance market plays into it. I think it's perfectly appropriate for Treasury to understand that stuff. On the politics, I think what the Biden administration has to do is find a way to connect to people who are feeling pain in the economy, it's evident that they are, it's, and I, I would argue that across the, the the world, we're doing better on the soft landing than anyone else is. But you still got to find a way to connect to people who are not experiencing well, that yet. We don't know That's that, the that there's a soft landing. There like it could, no. it could, be may, it
0: could be soft, could be hard, could be skittish, or optimistic. Okay.
5: So here's Right now,
2: here's, it's looking more soft. But the housing, knows, housing, I mean, energy, and the cost of health care are all too high. Republicans don't have a solution on that.
0: Anymore. So tomorrow night, there's a debate uh, in Miami. Where homeowners insurance is through the roof, mm-hmm. um, I can tell you. And
3: uh, Ron DeSantis is going to be up on the stage. Are they going to throw this right back in his face? Absolutely. Why else wouldn't you do that in Miami? That's the best place to do it if you were Nikki Haley or one of the other uh, people up on that stage. This has been a big issue for him. And back home in Florida, what you're starting to hear a lot of grassroots Republicans is stop running for president come home and be our governor of Florida because we actually think you're the best governor in the modern history of Florida but you need to be doing your job.
4: And they can attack him because he's the sitting governor right. it's a governor's issue to figure this out. So R- yes, Rick Scott Kim, Kim
2: Reynolds yeah. didn't get that memo this week. The Iowa governor <laughs> decided to endorse the governor of Florida. So Which surprising. Hmm. So
0: here's Rick Scott, uh, sitting senator from Florida. I'm Rick Scott, this, is, this was an op-ed earlier this summer. Armric Scott And here are three insurance fixes for Florida homeowners. Over the last five years, Florida's property insurance market has gotten way out of control. It's time for state leaders to take action. That is saying, Ron DeSantis, you failed. Is it not? Absolutely. From one Republican to the next. I know there's no love lost there between those two, but.
4: I mean, I keep saying this over and over and over again, but it's a state issue and it is the governor's (laughs) issue.
0: All right. Coming up here on The Hill as we uh, continue on election night in America, she has served as Donald Trump's press secretary. And now, after a bit of a wait, Sarah Sanders is finally set to endorse the former president. What does her future hold? And Ivanka Trump set to take the witness stand tomorrow. Will it have any, any impact on her father? That is coming up when The Hill on News Nation returns. Welcome back to The Hill. So we started the show talking about the ads that are being run in races in Virginia. Well, now we are learning about ads that never made it to air. Ads that were targeting someone else. Donald Trump. A conservative political group recently produced prototype ads aimed at turning his legal troubles against him.
6: I really don't want that baggage right now. They will sensationalize all of these Trump trials, just too much distraction. Biden's gonna trump Trump. Give me a candidate that's gonna give me a win. All right, so the group Win
0: It Back Pack tested that ad and three other anti-Trump ads uh, with focus groups. As Politico first reported, the ads failed to dent Trump's support. Three actually helped mm. Trump, Johanna.
2: Yeah, and you know, it's like, it, this has been the problem Democrats have had forever of mm. how to take out Trump. Right? <laughs> it's like you just keep you works, just, uh, keep, keep, you just <laughs> keep giving him fuel. But no, like if we look at ordinary people, have said for a long time. They were contractors. They didn't get paid by Trump. They were people who knew Trump and they didn't, he wasn't a good person to them. And
4: somehow it just fuels his popularity and I don't understand it. Because he looks like he's being attacked. I mean, these ads were attacking him and he does better every time he's attacked. The more lawsuits that come out against him, the better he does. And it will well, continue to he happen. he does better
5: with Republican primary voters it's not, not sure it that with eh, not, so these, so these uh, would, I'd fight you on that one so these well, ads I will.
0: so these ads just just to jump in for a second these ads were with republican primary yeah. voters so go
5: on well, so I mean, I mean, look at the the now famous Times siena poll from two days ago, yeah. right? Uh, I'm going back to that because the generic Democrat still does better because Donald Trump's strength is not rising; if you he's you ever getting weaker and weaker Democrat. and weaker. <laughs> I, I'm pretty generic. I'm. I know you're <laughs> not. <laughs> <Pretty
1: generic. laughs> <For> President candidate. <laughs> let, let me say this: When Martin you start Kelly.
3: looking at independence right <laughs> now? Yeah. Trump is up ten. When you start showing this, when you start saying, you know, 91 charges, 700 years, eventually you bring sympathy for him. And one of the big things that is testing well with independence, a lot better with Republicans, Republican primary voters, is the idea uh, that there are two tiers of justice in this country. And frankly, a lot of folks see that. And it's not just, look at Alvin Bragg, that case never should have been brought. With Letitia James, that case has never been brought in the state of New York. At some point, it becomes a pylon, and that pylon shows you're abusing the law, and that's what Republicans are talking about. So let me
0: ask you, if the policies are popular with Republicans, and you run the ads attacking the legal side, and that backfires, how do Republicans... Nikki Haley, run against Donald Trump.
4: It's going to be difficult. I mean, because she's not going to... None of them are attacking him on his legal issues, though. None of the other no. candidates... Because of running, that. Correct.
0: Like, they're probably running the same, so, you So, know.
4: I think that if it becomes a 2-3 candidate race, I mean, I still don't think they attack him. I don't think they can. He's I, the
3: nominee I, in waiting. Honestly, Everyone ran into so, a buzzsaw. Speaking it, of matter who the Republican was. I'm not going to
2: count Nikki Haley out before tomorrow. We haven't. It's November of 2023. Iowa caucus is January. It's January. Yes, we still have multiple. We have a debate tomorrow. Let's see what or happens. Or you guys Next.
3: could throw him in jail. I mean, a million other things could happen. Um, so, one point yeah, so,
5: you.
2: You guys really just, want to run him again. Just on the
5: impact of the, all the trials and everything else, I think one thing that's underrated about Trump is that he's actually his own worst enemy. And in 2016, we sat back and watched him be quiet for just seven days at the end of that election and then kind of rise back up to 46, 47 and clip Hillary Clinton, it's actually helping him in some ways that he's not out there on the stump as much
0: as he has been with moderate voters. So, by the way, uh, Ivanka Fair. Trump on the stand tomorrow in the civil trial.
3: In the civil trial in a case that shouldn't have been brought. That's the whole point. That's the what whole are you, issue. What do you
0: expecting, know out of Ivanka Trump tomorrow?
3: I, I honestly don't know what her testimony is going to be, but this case shouldn't have been brought because in a fraud case, when you don't have victims, you shouldn't be bringing the case. This is completely political, and it's made by Letitia James to embarrass the Trump family.
4: Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is a stretch. I understood the boys, but the sons, I don't understand this. All
3: right.
0: Um, it's official, by the way, after a, a bit of a wait, the Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders says she will formally endorse the former president tomorrow night. She served, as you might remember, as Donald Trump's White House press secretary. Sanders' endorsement will be made at Trump's Miami-area rally. It's sort of counter-programming to the debate. Now, the event is uh, Trump's attempt to basically say, look here, not there. I'm the nominee. Don't worry about the debate. Uh, Sarah Sanders, though, she, she waited a little bit, uh, and now she's backing Trump. What's her What's her path forward within the Republican Party here?
4: Well, I think she's a rising star in the party. I don't think anyone's shocked that she endorsed him. And I think that she'll, um, I, I, who knows what Trump has in her state, but probably like 80%. So where well, else is she going yeah, to her, go? The
3: politically smartest but, thing you can do could is be- to endorse Trump.
5: And she Correct. probably did she earlier. get that phone call though the minute after Kim Reynolds endorsed DeSantis, is that what happened here I'm, you think so, probably. absolutely well, but <laughs> and
2: there, she's been going, her popularity right me. now, her no. approval ratings are actually lower in than Arkansas. Asa, yeah. Asa Hutchinson's. that's yeah. why I said right the smartest now. thing
3: you can do politically if you're <laughs> is, a Republican is to endorse Trump, mm. the the other thing here is remember in my home state of Florida Trump has the majority of the members of the, the US House, has half of the United States and I don't know what's taking Marco Rubio so long <laughs> to actually see the light, there is There's nothing that can go wrong for you politically by endorsing Trump right now. But you don't think the timing is coincidental?
5: I do not. I I think that the Trump folks were surprised that that Kim Reynolds did this with DeSantis. I mean, I agree with Ford. Donald Trump is going to romp in Iowa, and it's going to be over. This is not a contest. And for her to go endorse someone who has got no chance of winning, in my view, I think... Made of
2: the You're press not, secretaries, of the former yeah. White House press secretaries, though, let's just look. Sean Spicer is a political analyst here. He has not yet stood on stage and endorsed. You've got, you know, his Kaylee McEnany, who he attacked already. Stephanie Grisham, who he attacked already. And then you've got Sarah Sanders. I mean, I guess he's what got one of, of four. What is the governor of
3: Arkansas and the others aren't?
4: Yeah, and he, uh, I suppose, are so. so. Does, I, I don't yeah. agree with you because Kim's been, Governor Reynolds has been, Gonna, I gonna love make fun of me again. No,
0: I'm not. I absolutely <laughs> him. love him.
4: Um, if, if you she, ever say
0: Donald told me, then
4: that'll really get
0: him.
5: <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's
4: been saying for the last two months that she, that I mean, everyone knew she was going to endorse. I
5: something. think everyone knew that she was leaning that way and, and didn't like Trump. She was it's very different thing to cross to the watch. line.
3: She, she was going to endorse DeSantis. The only question was when. And the Trump guys have been smart. Part of the problem that DeSantis has is that the Trump guys have been out messaging him. When Ron DeSantis trips, the Trump folks let you know he falls. And anytime he has any good news, they make sure they bookend it with their news. And frankly, that's the reason why and he's everywhere
4: endorsement's not going to matter like Kim Reynolds potentially. I don't know if it will not, matter or not.
3: Not matter
0: for Trump. But what about Correct. for her? Here, she, here's what she said. For her it yes, will. So yes. she said, quote, It's normal. it's normal versus crazy. And President Biden and the left are doubling down on crazy. The time has come to return to the normal policies of the Trump era, which created a safer, stronger, and more prosperous America. And that's why I'm proud to endorse Donald Trump for president. I go back to the initial question where's she headed?
3: Well, a second term
0: in, in well, Arkansas. I like, yes. I think
6: yeah. Also, also as a, a very, vice presidential yeah, candidate.
4: Yeah, because she's you've
2: got you know, some sex scandals surrounding um, Chrissy Nome now, potentially with the Corey Lynch. You think Luz she's a, a vice up. presidential
4: candidate There's, right now?
2: I don't know. I wonder. I mean, who is going to be her vi- his vice president? I don't know.
4: I think I, she could be on the list for sure. Short list, long list. I medium think. That, list. I think. The, <laughs> list, I think his list, from what I understand. It, all the candidates that are running against him now aren't on the list, no matter who they are, because he doesn't like anyone running against him. And so it's a different list. And so you have Christy Nome, Tim Scott, I would disagree. I think that he and Tim Scott have a really good relationship. But, um, but Yeah, I think one of the things when
3: you look at Donald Trump, who he's going to pick is going to be somebody who can drive a message, who's going to be almost a super press secretary in terms of how, but also someone who's not going to, take the spotlight off of him and who understands who's really in charge. That's the problem with a lot of the names you hear floated here. They seem to be, how shall I say, prima donnas themselves a lot of times, and that will not do fly well with Donald yeah. Trump.
4: And let's remember, the person that's vice president, will, ha- if they win, if the ticket wins, they'll have a leg up because he can only serve four one, years. One more
0: of course, this is all if, 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 Yeah. but uh, it is certainly notable right. Right. that but she they came w- out.
4: She, and he will <laughs>
2: ask for your loyalty, so be careful what you ask for. That's right, because
3: the president never asked for any loyalty.
5: loyalty. I think actually presidents ask for Last the best Dan counsel. Dan. Yeah. It's loyalty and what have you done for me? lately, and I think right. you got to keep showing up for him Isn't and that's that what she's
2: doing. <laughs> no, it's the worst of politics. Uh, for it. it's not the worst politics. of politics.
0: <laughs> <I laughs> Alright, coming up. Should mom and dad matter? That is when it comes to their kids' college admissions. Why there is now a bipartisan push that would dramatically alter how kids get selected for college. And should Congress even really get involved with this? Like, why, why are they stepping in, I guess one could ask. We're back in a few. Stay with us. Here on the Hill on News Nation. Son of a Critch has moved to Thursday.
3: What is happening?
5: It's the hit series from the producer of Shit's Creek and Change. Smells like puberty to me. It's in the air. Thursdays on the CW. Grade 8,
6: I'm stoked.
4: A whole new
5: school year has begun. I can
6: skateboard now. Want to try?
1: No, thank you.
5: But Mark Critch...
1: I don't skate or ride a bike. I'm not into transit. ...is
0: not coming in hot. New Year, same door. Son of a Critch, all new Thursdays at 8, 7 Central on The CW.
3: The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SavedByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit savebythescan.org. It could save your life. Savebythescan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council.
4: After I lost my mom, I lost my way. Then
1: I found youth advocate programs, YAP, behavioral health services. As a little kid, I
2: made some mistakes, but I'm not a mistake.
0: YAP gives communities alternatives to residential care, youth incarceration, and neighborhood violence. After completing our program, nearly 90% of participants remain in their community. YAP works.
4: I'm working towards a bright future.
0: Youth advocate programs. Others talk social change. We make it happen. Learn
4: more at yapinc.org nearly one in two u.s adults have high blood pressure that's why it's important to self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy to remember steps it starts with a monitor Be next to talk to your doctor about your blood pressure numbers. Get down with your blood pressure. Self-monitoring is power. Visit managerbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association in partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration.
6: Thanks for listening to News Nation on the go. I'm Elizabeth Vargas, and this is America's fastest-growing cable news network.
4: Chris. I just want to say that I watch you a lot and I'm grateful that you're there. You add so much value to this job and this mission. I've watched you more now than ever before. News Nation is very, very lucky to have you. Cuomo, weeknights at 8, 7 central on News Nation.
1: Ma, is this how you feed a hamster? Uh, I think so. Is my homework right? Hmm, I think so. Is uh, this milk still good? Uh, I think so.
5: When it comes to parenting, sometimes it's okay to think you know. But when it's something as important as your child's car seat, don't just think. No. Double-check if your child is in the right seat for their age and size. It'll help protect them in a car crash. Don't just think. No. By visiting NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. A message from Nitsa and the Ad
6: Council.
4: With up to $700 off Peloton Bike Plus purchases, there's no better time to bring it home for the holidays and ride like nobody's watching. Spin. Sweat. Hey, scream if you want to. No one's going to stop you. We've got the classes. Just show up, and our instructors will help you show off. It's your workout, your rules. For our best offer of the season, head to onepeloton.com offers. Work out like nobody's watching. All access membership separate terms apply. This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration.
0: Mining fatalities, accidents, and injuries are preventable. Taking a minute to approach your
1: task safely can protect you and your fellow miners from injury and death. Staying alert and focused can keep you safe. Do it safe. Do it right. Whether buckling
0: a seatbelt or securing equipment, these quick safety measures can prevent injuries and fatalities. Take time. Save lives. For more resources, visit emsha.gov.
3: The Mo is calling.
0: For years, people around the world have been united by the power of the moustache. This Movember, unite to take on mental health, suicide, prostate and testicular cancers. Come together, grow together, raise funds, save lives. Change the face of men's health. Sign up at Movember.com. All right, welcome back to The Hill. So Congress is targeting one of the most controversial legacies of the current college admissions process, literally. The Democratic Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia and the Republican Todd Young of Indiana are targeting legacies. Now, they've introduced a bill aimed at ending legacy admissions at colleges and universities. It would mean that all non-merit-based admission factors, such as an applicant's relationship to donors or alumni, meaning like their parents, their aunts and uncles, whatever, uh, would no longer be considered for admission. I want to go around the table and ask you first if you agree with this, and then I'll explain why. You think it's. So,
2: yes, and uh, look, I, my parents didn't graduate from college. I was shocked by how many people are helped by nepotism in this city. I am for an equal society. I am so glad that Congress, shockingly, is bringing this up.
5: Yes, but I think the focus besides this, should be on rehabilitating our public institutions across states, across America, that actually serve far more folks that need than some legacy, you know, a reform. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, so like in the Wisconsin university system, for example, there's 27 campuses, right? And we've underfunded that system decade after decade mm-hmm. after decade. University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh, these are places that serve folks that otherwise wouldn't get a four-year degree.
0: Strengthen those institutions will do far more good than a policy. So legacy. you're saying like Madison where they got the 90,000 seat 90, football yeah. stadium, like they're, you know, but it's the other schools. Yes.
4: Okay, got it. Ashley? I believe I believe in the policy for sure, and I wish that that would extend to Washington DC public schools for high school because it's like <laughs> so hard getting in here as well as a non-legacy student. but all serious, I just don't think that it's Congress's position to legislate on this, but okay. I do believe in the equal.
3: I I agree with you. Here's my problem. What is merit-based admissions? We've gotten rid of the SAT. We've gotten rid of standardized tests. We've gotten rid of GPA. I don't know what merit means. And frankly, diversity is not merit when it comes to admissions in college. We are not training this generation to serve America going forward in terms of the workforce. We are training them just how to feel and not how to do analytical things. We did not math. Everything else, I am concerned about where a college education is going today because I don't think it means anything.
0: So, and so, good, bad idea.
3: <laughs> Obviously, I want everything banned. You I want all uh, the okay. factors banned that are not <laughs> merit-based because apparently we've lost what that means. All right. So, do you support
0: legislation to ban legacy admissions? Seventy-two percent of Democrats say yes. 66% of Republicans, yes. 66% of Independents, yes. That is basically 70% of America, give or take, saying let's get rid of this. That's bipartisanship, is it not? It
2: is, sure, and it really was is. just now on <laughs> the panel.
0: Kind of. I mean, I guess it was
3: three-four. Well,
2: no, well,
4: no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know what
3: merit-based admissions mean anymore. That's the problem.
2: I,
4: I just have. don't know how you do it. I, I, instead of legislatively, can they just do it through the Department of Education? I think would probably. So it's the pl- <laughs> yeah, well, the Republicans to be, want
3: yeah. to get rid of the, went, the Department of, of Education. Be
4: the Department I, of, of Education. Public Department school. of Education actually give people an education.
2: I'm a public school mom, and there's a lot of talking points that go around about our schools not performing. Our public school kids are actually performing, and I would put them up against any private school kid. And I'm sorry, I've seen a lot of private schools fail kids, including some in my family, that don't give them the IEP and the the needs that they need for the kind of learning Having that they have. taught
3: in graduate school, I'd say not just the public schools, not just the private schools, I'd say colleges are failing America. Mm. It, it feels, well, so I was going to yep, get to, it did.
0: feels like with everything that we're seeing on college campuses yes, right now, yes. this is sort of like a water, like a, a tipping point of we got to do something about college campuses and the and the, the college process. No, you know when I worked for the Wisconsin governor, he had this great
5: program called what the Wisconsin mean? Covenant. Jim Doyle, thank you very much, Jim. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim. Jim. Oh, Jim. Jim. I know Jim. Jim. It was a great program called the Wisconsin <laughs> Covenant. And to your point about criteria, if you had a B average in high school, right, right you were going to get guaranteed admission to Wisconsin public school. And if you kept your average up, you got it paid for. That is the kind of program that makes it accountable, creates no legacy admissions, and serves the college campus environment. Like it,
3: unfortunately, we keep lowering the standards, whether it's public school or private schools. It's the same way when we got rid of the standardized tests. I'm not a huge fan of standardized tests, but at some point you need a metric to be able to measure everyone. And we've gotten rid of that because people want to say, oh, we have more people going to school. And unfortunately, we're creating... a. a a nation of dumbs.
2: It's easy easy to say that, and some districts are doing the wrong thing. But I'll tell you, in my California process, we actually do have, and it is a merit based system for getting into the honors program. And I didn't have that. My parents had you no buy connection. The I couldn't get into an honors would... program. The honors program we can debate another time. But it is, you know, the the truth is. But what are the merits? It, so is what
4: he's saying is, it grades. It should be based on performance. Yeah. You but it's not
0: perform.
3: currently based on performance, by I'm the way.
0: Election night tonight, I bet you there are lots of conversations like this when it comes to the local school boards. What's well, yes. happening yes. 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 in community yes. after community. Yes. All right. Meantime, uh, today, as you know, marks the one month since Hamas's brutal and deadly attack on Israel. A moment of silence was held in the country today for the victims of the October 7th attacks, both the 1,400 dead. Uh, and the more than 200 hostages that remain. Joining me now, Elizabeth Vargas. Uh, Elizabeth, your show coming up in about 10 minutes. Hello, Elizabeth. Hey. Um, I don't know. What, what did you you, hey, Blake,
6: tonight? did you see the uh, a bunch of the families of the hostages in Israel got together near the Western hmm. Wall for a celebration? And one of those mothers was just searing when she got up to talk Mm. about the fact that her son was kidnapped and taken against his will. I think his arm was even blown off. He was at that music festival. And her voice rose as she said he's been now held underground in Gaza for 32 days. Mm. And boy, the anguish was just palpable listening to her, at any rate.
0: Yeah. I I, you know if you've ever been to the wall, it is a yeah, a moment of reflection and you think about So, so my, you know, the emotions run through you, so I can, I can only imagine what's going through that mother. Yeah, that
6: we're going to talk on the life. show coming up in just a few minutes with a rabbi uh, out in California about that latest attack out there on whether it's safe to be Jewish in America. Um, we know mm-hmm. that anti-Semitic hate uh, attacks uh, are up uh, nearly 400 percent since this time last year, several incidents just in the past few days. We're going to talk about that as well as get an exclusive look at the tunnels as the IDF now closes in on Gaza City and starts to go down into those tunnels, engaging in face to face combat. We'll talk with an, an, an army officer who has been in those tunnels and is a veteran of this kind of intense, up close urban combat about what the IDF forces are facing in the next hours, days, weeks and even months.
0: All right, Elizabeth, we'll see you then. Uh, Have a great show. Thank you. And remember, you can watch Elizabeth Vargas reports in about eight minutes time, six o'clock Eastern, right here on News Nation. But before then, he calls himself a man of modest means. And after he was called out, the House Speaker now responding to claims that he might not have had a bank account. Did you ever believe that Mike Johnson didn't have a bank account? I mean, really? Come on. Those were the headlines at some point earlier this week. He's talking. He's talking. We'll tell you what he said and some final thoughts from the panel when The Hill Returns.
4: Tomorrow on News Nation, Senator Rand Paul on the latest out of Israel. What's next as the ground invasion ramps up? Plus, a candid look at how he thinks the government handled the COVID-19 pandemic. That's tomorrow on Dan Abrams Live.
0: All right, so before we say goodbye, here is a headline that caught our eye. The House Speaker Mike Johnson making news not only for his legislation, but also his bank account. The Daily Beast reporting last week that the Speaker doesn't have a bank account because he never listed one on his financial disclosures. But the Speaker of the House is now telling Politico, quote, Speaker Johnson has a personal bank account, but it's exempt from House disclosure rules because it is not interest-bearing. That from a spokesperson. By the way, uh, because of his promotion from just congressman to House Speaker, there's a pay bump. Johnson goes from making $174,000 a year to $223,000. Maybe you can
2: fund a, a savings account. No, I oh, think if on. this was the weirdest thing about your guys' little Johnson problem, <laughs> it would be good for you. But right now we're getting some things about chastity and what he's doing in his covenant marriage. And we've talked about some weird marriages tonight. There's some weird stuff. Those
3: were on the Democrat side.
0: So,
2: I know. <laughs> both of them.
0: <laughs> so look, I, I know, like, I, I, you, <laughs> you hammer Mike Johnson on the bank account stuff and, it's like, and his debt and all that. I make some like most more of America more. and more. And he says, yeah. you know, he says, quote, I didn't grow up with great means, but I think that helps us be a better leader because we can relate to every hardworking American family. That's who we are.
4: And he has five kids. It's a good, it's a good answer.
5: And I, I don't think hammering him on not having money is bank account's the issue. But
3: You it, have Johnson derangement syndrome. You need a new boogeyman <laughs> to replace no, Trump no, no, no. between now and well, then. You, you
0: guys did it with Pelosi for how long?
3: But for go so on. Long. Yeah, but Pelosi went from 2.7 million to 175 uh, there, million. There is and questions about stock trading, on but go on. My point
5: is this is a drip, drip, drip of stuff we just do not know about this guy. They wasn't vetted and we're finding out as we hit a podcast Don't you control life. Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. Hold on, let him finish Go, yeah, go, go, no, no. Dang, go. And, and I think that this is one issue where we're going to find that this guy wasn't vetted. There are simple forms of disclosure that were maybe handled like a little bit haphazardly in the past. And we're going to keep finding out new things as we go along because no one knows about him, what he's been doing and I think we're going to find more and more weird stuff as Joanna said as
3: we go forward. Right, real quick. Weird I'm stuff go that right you now. create yeah. and by the way most Americans, You do. do that, you're the media it? basically. You create the headlines. Chastity. You create on <laughs> The point is interest-bearing Bangkok. You'd never look at your own. And trust me, Americans are concerned. in the fact that he is like 70% of Americans, that's going to bode well for him. By the way, that's fine. By and I actually
4: think that attack will backfire unless he did something.